Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. You know, when I speak, who cares? What have I got to say? Unless I'm repeating the words of the Lord, unless I'm repeating the words of Scripture, my words are meaningless. But even still, they're not authoritative because the authority rests in the one who brought those truths to us. And so when your teacher speaks or your daddy speaks or your mama speaks or your your financial accountant speaks or whoever it is that you value in your life, I mean, their words are probably important at some level, but they're not all important. And sometimes their words are meant for nothing more than for you just to, okay, I got it. I'll find a place somewhere down the road maybe to use it if, if it's necessary. But we who call ourselves disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we got to come to grips with something that's very important. And that is that when our Lord speaks to us, He never speaks just to fill our mind with information. He speaks intending that what He says will generate movement in our lives. And if it's not generating movement in our lives, then we have to understand that those words become dead to us. And then we're just living a spiritually dead life. And so we find that the quality of a life foundation is the combination of knowing, hearing, and doing. And that's when faith really becomes life-giving. Well, we come to verse 49. And we find Jesus concluding his sermon on the level by confronting us with the tragedy of a counterfeit faith. I don't know about you, you've only had to listen to this for a few minutes, but I had to study this for a couple of weeks. (laughs) And then I had to sit and write about it and think about it. And I got to be honest with you and say that I long since grew weary of it. (laughs) And the reason I grew weary of it is because I found it punching holes in many of my professions. And that made me very uncomfortable. From his words about salvation, to what it looks like to follow him, to instructions about kingdom living and the dangers of false teachers, Jesus is making it clear that hearing his words alone, now pay attention to this, that hearing his words alone offer no value to the hearer. Some of you will be tempted to say, I don't agree with that. That's fine. But think about it. Hearing his words alone, that means you you don't act. You just hear and you don't do anything with it. His words then offer no value to the hearer. And why is that? Because his words are action-oriented. Go look at them. Go look at them. His words are always intended to generate action. They're always intended to move us from where we've been to where we need to go. And nobody knows where we need to go more than he He knows perfectly the path that we need to walk on. And so I ask the question, could Jesus make it any clearer? But the one who hears, hears. It occurs to me that he didn't say, he who doesn't hear. He's not talking about the crowd who won't listen to him. And in fact, remember the crowd that he's sitting there speaking to? He has his apostles, the 12. He has hundreds of disciples. He has perhaps a thousand onlookers. And he probably has some of the religious elite who aren't mentioned, but we're pretty confident we're there. He's not talking about those people who have no interest in him whatsoever. He's talking about those who come and actually open their ears to hear. 
And he contrasts those with ones who take what he says and does something with it and those who don't. And he says here very clearly, but the one who hears and does not do what he hears or what she hears. And I can't help but draw the, the, the conclusion that, that many of us come and hear the word of God week after week after week after week after week. And we really, we hear it. We go, mm, that was good. Okay, like that. Uh-huh. We go on and then we do nothing with it. I've certainly been there. And he says very clearly, but the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. I think every one of us in this room would know that is absolutely absurd. You would never want to do that. Why? Because when the stream breaks against it, it's going to fall. It has no substance. It has no strength. And the ruin of that house is going to be great. And so truth point number four says this, and I want to make sure you get this this morning. It's very important that Jesus' parable, these words that he concludes this sermon with, are not, intimidated, are not intended to frighten you. They are not intended to manipulate you. They're not intended to force or cajole you. They are meant to inform us of an absolute universal truth. And what is that absolute universal truth? That the gospel is to be believed and it is to be lived out. The gospel is to be believed and it is to be lived out. The gospel is not a static piece of communication that you receive with the idea of once I receive it, I'll go to heaven. The gospel is a fluid, moving, changing, transformative message that brings us first into right relationship with God and then transforms our life as we continue to hear it and understand all of its implications. And yes, ultimately the gospel will take us into the personal presence of God in heaven for all of eternity. But it's not its primary purpose. Its primary purpose is to change us to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's wrap it up. As I preach this message today, and as I think about what it's saying, what Jesus is saying, I can't help but ask the question, how do the Christ followers of the mission church fare as it relates to Jesus's instruction? Let's not apply it anywhere else, but right here on home turf, because that's Jesus's intention is for us to apply it right here, right now, where we walk. Are we hearing? Are we doing? Let's go back through the message. Are we turning from the upside down thinking of the world to the right side up repentance of the kingdom of God? Are we loving our enemies? Are we doing good to those who hate us? Are we blessing those who curse us? Are we praying for those who abuse us? Are we turning the cheek when struck? Are we going the extra mile to settle disputes? Are we giving to those in need? Are we actively doing for others the good that we would naturally want done for us? Are we refraining from judgment and condemnation? Are we engaging in forgiveness and generosity? Are we turning a deaf ear to those who are falsely teaching? Are we putting into practice 
The words of life of our Savior. The ones that He has given us to develop us in His perfect image. That's what He's been preaching about. There's the outline. Just hearing or hearing and doing. If you're like me, you look at that long list and it's overwhelming, is it not? It's like, wow, really? I probably haven't been doing any of that. So goodness sakes, you mean I got to go out this afternoon and put all that into practice? That's overwhelming. True enough. So let's make it easier. Just find one. Just find one thing there on that list. Just one thing that the Holy Spirit convicts your heart is one of the areas in which transformation is needed in you. Take that one thing and then seek the Spirit's enablement to begin to live according to the instruction of the Lord. You know, when we practice what we hear from the Word, we we lay the first solid bricks of a life house that has a foundation on the Lord Jesus Christ. So I come down to the final thought, and here it is. Think about it. Everyone is building a life. Every one of us are building a life. What foundation are we building that life on? Are we building it on church attendance? Are we building it on the fact that we give a few dollars in the plate? Are we building it on the fact that we've found ourselves being elected into some spiritual uh, you know, church position, but all the while not really doing what our Master says? Or are we sincerely, honestly, intentionally trying to take what He says to us and find meaningful, proactive ways to live it out? Because if you are, then you are building a strong foundation. You're building a strong foundation that will stand the test of time. And despite the trials and the difficulties that come into your life, you will stand. You'll take a beating. Oh, and I'm looking at some people in this room, and you've taken a beating already. But you're standing. You're still standing. And you'll continue to stand if your life is built upon Him. So, my final words to you are these. Choose the right foundation. As we conclude chapter 6 and we take five weeks off from Luke, choose the right foundation. And what is the right foundation? Let's make sure we don't miss it. The right foundation is hearing and, say it, it's what? It's hearing and doing. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Hearing and doing. Father, I pray that you'll take these things that have been shared today, that you'll use them first in my life, and then very quickly in everyone else's life and all of us here today, that we will take stock in how we are living. We're hearing because we come to the Word oftentimes throughout the week. We go to these Bible studies. We go to small group. We go to circle, we go to man to man, we go to table, we come to worship. We're under, the, we're under the sound of the word constantly. But are we taking the word that's coming our way and doing it by your power, by your strength, by your enablement? I pray that the mission church 
from its leaders to its youngest member will be people who hear. We are hungry to hear your word. And then we are diligent, encouraging one another, praying for one another, helping one another to put it into practice so that the foundation will be one that glorifies you and protects us as we move through this world. We thank you for the words of truth, the words of life that you have given us. May we receive them with joy. And Lord, when we falter, may we not criticize and bite one another about it. But may we come along knowing that we're, we're inclined to falter as well and to lovingly encourage and help our friends to get on the path and keep walking with you. If there is someone here today, Lord, who does not understand the gospel, someone has questions about that, may they come and ask. And may you give up an opportunity for us to open the word and share it. For those who may be dealing with life trials, and they need someone to embrace them, someone to pray with them, someone to share with. May they come, even in this moment, and seek encouragement and prayer. May you have your way and will in our lives. I ask this in Christ's name. Amen. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.